Welcome back, one and all, to Denny Thinks He Knows, a sports talk show hosted by me, Denny Glasser. Welcome back, episode 22. How are you? Hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great week. We sure are, and we're super excited to bring some awesome sports knowledge your way, um, some entertainment as well, and uh, all around a good time, good vibes, good vibrations, as the Beach Boys say. Um, guys, I will jump right on into it with the first segment of first up, which is the NFL. Let's talk about the NFL guys. I nailed the pick last week. I don't know if any of you remember, but I said, James Connor would be heading over to the Arizona Cardinals. And guess what happened? James Connor is heading over to the Arizona Cardinals, everybody. Oh my goodness. I mean, I, I looked into my crystal ball, you know, and boom, there it was. I, I could just see it. So pretty incredible. He got, he signed a one-year deal. I think that's great for James Conner. Okay. First off, he can't even avoid a Watt brother because JJ is over with the uh, Cardinals as well. But on top of that, I think it gives him a great opportunity to rebound his stock hopefully hopefully for him he stays healthy and overall gets his you know overall stats better so he has a chance at a great contract next offseason where maybe the offseason will be a little bit more lucrative for all the nfl players and he'll have a chance to cash in on that but nevertheless i nailed it guys i nailed it um julian edelman is retired as of right now um, quite the speculation that he may find his way down in Tampa at some point. That would not be the first time a former New England Patriot retired and then decided to head down south to be with, uh, you know, that one guy, Brady. But we'll see what happens. Um, nevertheless, you know, props to Edelman for a great career. I would yield on saying it was a Hall of Fame career. Many are already possibly putting out there that you know maybe he is a hall of famer listen guys there's already been stats drawn out for him and heinz ward for example and it's not even close okay so we could probably just say edelman might have an opportunity way down the road um but he needs to uh you know from the deli get his number and wait in line because there's so many other um, worthy wide receivers um, that have come before him that have way better stats. But nevertheless, hey, helmet off to you for a solid career. And uh, also, speaking of Tampa Bay, uh, Giovanni Bernard has signed with Tampa Bay. Now, when we start talking fantasy later this year, this is a big name to keep an eye on, guys. Um, why? Because he's one of the best pass-catching receiving running backs in the league. And Brady loves to dump him off, uh, dump his passes off to, you know, any running back that, you know, is near five yards of him. So I really think, you know, points per set points per reception leagues, PPR leagues that, you know, this could be a match made in fantasy heaven. And I think Giovanni's going to be a rock star this upcoming season. So definitely keep him highlighted on your, on your cheat sheets this upcoming fall. All righty, guys. That just about wraps up the NFL's portion of First Up. You know what that means. We're heading right on over to MLB. Uh, speaking of uh, Major League Baseball, 
They are investigating right now. My guy, Trevor Bauer, now with the Los Angeles Dodgers, they um, are investigating some of his baseballs. Now, what happened is the umpires of one of the most recent games that Bauer pitched in took some of his balls that were noticeably sticky and had uh, actual markings on the baseballs, and they're going to investigate it to see, you know, trying to take any advantage that the pitcher may have away from all pitchers. Now, I find this a little hard to believe that Bauer would do this. He was very, very known for um, speaking out against the Astros uh, when they were, of course, cheating in all sorts of ways um, with spin rate as well as banging a trash can and all their little tricky ways of trying to get an advantage. Uh, he did not like that. I could, I could not imagine him doing this, but it's worth an investigation, I suppose. With that being said, there's already talk that it would be really hard to even find how he was responsible for doing it. There's so many people that, you know, have a hand in, you know, with, you know, that day's baseballs that it's like, who's to say that that was Bauer? So worth listening to, worth keeping an eye on as well. And, you know, we'll be talking about it when a verdict comes, but I don't think Bauer would have done this. That's just my overall hunch. Um, heading over to uh, my Cleveland Indians. Now, as we're recording this right now, they're actually being no hit. So I hopefully will be the jinx machine and uh, they get a hit uh, because right now they're playing against the White Sox and I think it's the eighth inning. They're down eight, nothing. So it's not looking great this second as we record. Okay. So it's on record now um, that I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm the jinx that, you know, broke up the no hitter, but nevertheless uh, with my Cleveland Indians, they, if they do lose, they will be six and five. They kind of rose back to the top. I picked on them a lot. Okay. Things are slowly kind of coming into the fold. Okay. I, I love what Shane Bieber's doing. The rotation, for the most part, has been amazing, as advertised. The bullpen, Class A, Karinchek, coming in lights out. Okay. It's just incredible that Class A is like throwing the hardest of any Major League Baseball pitch right now in all of baseball. The lineup is still a big issue. And two of the names I have to mention, Gamble and Bowers, right now have like one hit combined for this entire season so far. How long, how much longer are we going to let this happen? One hit. Okay. I mean, kudos if you're getting walks, if you're getting a sack, sacrifice fly, but you have to hit the baseball. Okay. Hit the baseball. Hit the baseball. And if you can't do that, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cleveland Indians give both of those guys another week or two to start to figure it out before they have to start looking at bringing up uh, some talent from, you know, their alternative sites, as well as, you know, when, when minor league baseball picks back up again, they're going to, there's going to be options. Okay. And not getting hits is not one of those options, but nevertheless, the Indians are rolling right now. And I, I like seeing that. I, I think, as the season progresses, we're going to continue to see pitching being a staple of this team and a reason why we're so competitive in every game outside of tonight's game. Um, but with that being said, you have to you have to hit the baseball. You got to drive in runs. Okay, that's a that's a big part of the game. But I like it. I like where the Indians are trending overall. Not tonight, but overall. Uh, I have to mention too some really exciting news. 
Major League Baseball is coming out with an MLB Draft League. Super cool, guys. I absolutely love this. This is an awesome way to kind of bring on players that are being drafted midway through the season along kind of slowly. You know, you think about it in, in the NBA, players that get drafted, they have an offseason to work with the team, right? And the NFL, they have, it's coming up in a couple of weeks, they're going to have all offseason to work. And hey, rookies are going to have to go through a rookie experience no matter what. But in Major League Baseball, there's times pitchers are being thrown in right after finishing college. They're getting tossed in in an actual Major League Baseball game. It's happened several times. Possibly more. Who's to say? But they don't have a lot of tools given to them when they first come out. There's just like, hey, start playing in this Minor League Baseball uh, league, you know? And they just got drafted, just kind of getting thrown, you know, to the wolves where I like that this is a little bit more nourishing. Actually, one of the coaches, there's going to be eight teams. So eight managers, of course. And one of those managers is Coco Crisp. Really cool. He used to be a Cleveland Indian. So I'm I'm super pumped up that he's getting an opportunity to be a, a manager for one of these squads. There's eight teams. There's 68 games. Opening day is May 24th. And the first 42 games will be played. They'll do a break. During that break from July 11th to July 13th will be the MLB draft. The players that get drafted will presumably go on these teams. And they're going to finish out the rest of the season. I think it ends like around the 24th of August. Really awesome opportunity. Um, And I, I hope that this league does well. It's kind of like an extension of, of minor league baseball, but in a really kind of modern, cool way. Um, and plus, Coco Crisp is a manager. I, I love it. I can't get over that. I'm so excited. I hope he gets an opportunity down the road to actually coach in Major League Baseball because always have been a big fan of uh, Covelli, Coco Crisp. Big fan of his, as you can tell. All right, guys. And lastly, with the Major League Baseball, um, I got to highlight a couple teams. This is what I'm doing, okay? Every week, I got some highlights. I'm highlighting the Boston Red Sox. They're nine and three guys. I think they started the season like oh and three. Like they weren't looking great. And as I've always enjoyed saying, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And we're not even finishing. We're not even through the first month of baseball. And they're nine and three. That's pretty cool. And I kudos to them. Um, heading over to the National League. We have the Giants, eight and four. They're right there with the Dodgers and Padres right now. Major credit to them. I did not see that. I did not see that at all. The Giants are playing some great baseball right now. Eight and four is a great way to start the season. And we'll see what uh, what next week what next week brings. But with that being said, hats off to those guys. Uh, nice start to the season. Touching on last week, I had the Royals and the Baltimore Orioles. Um, the Orioles are now five and six. So you could see how you know much of a difference you know just one week can make. And the Royals are holding their own, currently tied with the Cleveland Indians at the top of the division at six and four. So you never know. You never, never know how these things play out. But um I like it. I like it a lot. Um, how uh you know each week we're gonna be highlighting it and, and it's gonna be fun to kind of see the evolution of these teams. Maybe they'll make the highlights multiple times. We really don't know. Alrighty, everybody. That just about wraps up the baseballs portion of First Up. You know what that means. We're heading right on over to the NBA's portion of First Up. 
And welcome back, Mitchell Mack. Danford, it's always a pleasure to be here, even if I've changed location a little bit. You did. You switched it up on us. We don't yeah. know where the vacuum went. Vacuum is gone, but you know what? This uh, this nice plant is here by my side. Well, that wear doesn't a, suck. <laughs> wear it as a scarf, maybe? People that <laughs> like listen it. to the podcast, you're always missing out. Check it out on exactly. YouTube. Exactly. You got to get... That's where it's at. That's the future, baby. Moving but pictures. Hey, if you're also listening, that's also where it's at. We're oh happy. my gosh, we're, you guys, I'm so glad you're here. And and like the people on YouTube, forget about them, man. They don't know anything. Podcasts but, are where it's at. But if you're on YouTube, if I mean, you're on we, YouTube, I mean, oh my gosh, you guys, we're so glad you're here. <laughs> the worst, the very worst. We are the worst people on the face of the earth. Oh my goodness. Well, we're excited to have you back. We're excited to talk some NBA with your three-pointers. Oh, but of course, my friend. Are you ready? Are you ready for my three-pointers? Yeah. Well, let's do it. I'm starting off. First pointer. A nice free throw for you, as always. It's a sad pointer. So, we got an injury. Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets. The second most important yeah. player of the Denver Nuggets behind the Joker. He tore his ACL the other night. Um... A lot of people are saying it's because of the shortened season. Uh, either way, it is devastating. Most ACLs, they take about a year, 365 days to come back to full strength. Um, and so I think we're going to be talking about, like, what does this mean for the Denver Nuggets? Because a lot of people have said the Denver Nuggets are, you know, championship hopefuls, uh, especially with Jokic and uh, Jamal together, like they're such a good one-two punch. And if you watched the uh, the playoffs last year in the bubble, oh my gosh, Jamal Murray was incredible. Every time they were down 3-1, he picked them up and he was like, follow me, you guys. I will save us all. He was, he was incredible. He was Superman in those playoffs. Um, and this year he's been not as good as in the playoffs. He's been a little inconsistent, but still super necessary for that team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I want to know, Denny, with this injury, would you consider the Denver Nuggets a championship team, or do you think that those hopes and aspirations are gone? Hey, we've talked about this a few times throughout when it comes to chemistry. And my biggest thing when it comes to playoff base or playoff, not baseball, just playoff <laughs> in general, <laughs> playoff baseball when it comes to basketball. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, um, but when it comes to the playoffs, you need chemistry more than ever. And sometimes that's that that'll you know triumph over talent and coaching, everything. You need it. So are they going to do well in the playoffs? I think moderately. But when it comes to a championship caliber, man, a lot of things are gonna have to go right. And you know, this train is well on its way right now. So anyone that's stepping up. Um, you know, to take Murray's spot, well, you're catching a running train right now. And we talked about that with the Nets. They were able to do that successfully. They yeah. made it look easy. It's not that easy. So I, yeah, my, I, Oh, you go. No, my, my take to it is just that they'll do well, but they're, I don't see them getting to the finals. Yeah. With Jamal out, what he gives it a team statistically 21 points a game, four rebounds, five assists. Um, the, the scoring is the biggest thing for me because he, he's not their point guard. You know, he's not the ball distributor. That's Jokic uh, who's doing that at the center position. That's one of the reasons why he's an MVP candidate. Uh, but yeah, it's that extra bit of scoring. And 
he's like a Clay Thompson or a Damian Lillard in the sense that when he's on fire, he's unstoppable. He yeah. is unguardable when he's hot. And that come playoff time is, is what's going to be really devastating because they have a few good backups uh, in Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon, both playing different positions, but uh, both able to score. And they're really going to need to pick up their productivity uh, with yeah. them out because it's, yeah, 21 points. You know, that, that's not going to be coming easy, especially not in the NBA and, and come playoff time. And, and I think the way things are right now, uh, let me double check. I think they'd be play, fa- uh, facing the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. And if that's the case, yep, yeah. four or five, yeah, Denver Lakers. And if that's the case without Jamal Murray, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't see them getting out of the first round. And I think people were hoping they were like, Oh man, maybe the nuggets can take them out, you know, like, but yeah, without Jamal Murray, they'll, they'll put up a good, you know, five games, but they'll be out, which is sad. I can't agree anymore. And it is very sad because you like to see those teams that, you know, that just is natural for them to take that next step this year. It just makes sense for a team like Denver to take that next step and for them to have a significant injury right as you're making that final, you know, last turn. Yeah. It really stinks. Well, and you know, you talking about that last step They've, I feel like these past few years, they've always been that team. That's like, Oh, next year, you know, just wait till next year. Like I think the past three or four years, cause I remember a few years ago, everyone was comparing them to the 2015 warriors and they were like, yeah. you know, you don't expect it, but they're going to come out of nowhere. They're going to shock everyone, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and so that's the kind of tra- trajectory they've been on for the past like three or yeah. four years. So, so, uh, you know, and obviously it's devastating, not only for the team, but for Jamal Murray, you know, you want to play, you want to be healthy. He's losing out a year of playing time, which sucks. Uh, hopefully he heals up really quickly. Definitely speed recovery to him for sure. Speedy recovery. Now I'm moving on to point number two. This is a Steph Curry layup. Because my man, Steph Curry, the other night got 53 points. And not only that, he is now the Warriors' all-time leading scorer, beating out Wilt Chamberlain. Please do tell. Yeah, and let me tell you, if you know anything about basketball and the history of basketball, any time you're mentioned with Wilt Chamberlain, that is rare air. Rare air. No, I agree with you. And so so him taking over – Wilt, it brings up the debate uh, like it always does like every year. Anytime Steph Curry does anything, it brings up the debate. Is he the best point guard of all time? Yeah. And I, I think it's – I love debates. Like these are always fun. So the guys who are in the running for best point guard of all time, in my opinion, you got Magic Johnson, yes. obviously. You got John Stockton, you know, great point guard for the Jazz, all-time leader in assists and steals, records that will never be broken. If you look up his numbers, you have Oscar Robertson, the big O, and then you have Isaiah Thomas with the bad boy Pistons. And so along with Steph Curry, these five guys are normally considered, you know, the best point guards of all time. Uh, But do you think Steph Curry is number one, Denny? What do you think? Oh, well, that's a, that's very tough to say. Um, oh, yeah. Because I, I couldn't imagine that, uh, you know, you, you just, hey, I'm always pushing my guy Sexton to get to the top of every snub leaderboard, right? But, I mean, I don't, I'm not a big fan of t- saying that a player is already number one. Um, I, I, I was actually discussing this about, like, 
world's strongest man as well in the past. Mm. And um, the names are escaping me at this moment, but uh, some of the names that we're like considered, they're so active. And I'm like, absolutely not. I don't, I'm not a fan of saying that someone that's actively playing can even be considered number one right now. Mm. Um, I know, and actually spoiler alert, we're going to be talking um, a little later on in the show. I won't say exactly why, but the age old question about MJ and LeBron, we're going to be talking a little bit about this. Oh, spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, with that being said, it's like, yeah, LeBron's been drawing comparisons for a very long time, but now Mm. it becomes more relevant as he's nearing the, presumably end of his end of his you know career he's played more games than what he will have ahead of him and oh yeah at that point yes curry man i i think he still has a good chunk of his career to go before we can even start to have that conversation first person i'm looking though at at is where's my guy alan iverson Ooh, yeah. I mean, AI AI is interesting on this list because he's always kind of a combo guard. Like, is he yeah. a point guard? Is he a shooting guard? You know. Yeah. Um, but f- for me on this list, there there are two ways to look at this, or, or you know, multiple ways to look at this. But one of the ways is who has the best career, who has yeah. the most achievements throughout their career, uh, and that guy is Magic Johnson. You know, the the five championships, I think three MVPs, I think three final MVPs. Yeah. Uh, you know, the leader of, of the Showtime Lakers. Uh, so that's one way of looking at like career achievements. And then the other way of looking at it is like, if I were to build a team, who would I pick? Yeah. And for me, I think if you're doing that, that's when you're like, okay, I think I pick Steph Curry because he's definitely the greatest shooter of all time. He's not as good of, of passer as pretty much anyone on this list. Um, but he does other things that they don't do. Like his off ball movement is phenomenal. The way he runs and cuts corners uh, is incredible. He's, he's a pretty good defender. Uh, I mean, John Stockton was amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and I mean, th- there's an argument for all of them. Obviously magic winning all the time. John Stockton was the leader in assists forever. Oscar Robertson, Mr. Triple double before Russell Westbrook and Isaiah Thomas, you know, leading the bad boy Pistons. Um, but yeah, when it comes to picking a guy, I would choose Steph Curry over anyone because he's revolutionized the game in a way that none of these guys ever have. On on a shooting standpoint, he's on another level. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it's funny when you look at uh like they, they always show Ray Allen and um Steph Curry and Reggie Miller and like where they're at on the all-time three-point list and how many games it took them to get there. Yeah. And you look at Steph Curry's games it took him to get there, and it's like half the amount as as Ray Allen and Reggie Miller. And he's already ahead of Reggie Miller. And it's it is mind-boggling the way this guy has changed basketball forever. I agree. I agree. I think uh, as he continues to stay on that, you know, trajectory, if you will, I think that'll mm. be a big uh selling point for me to say that he's considered as you know one of or the best point guard of all time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe another championship would, would be nice because he has the one from 2015, but then he has uh, two with the, uh, with the Warriors with Kevin Durant. And I know a lot of NBA fans are like, do those count? Uh, I mean, like literally, yes, they do, but you know, fans are picky. NBA fans are picky sometimes. You're right. And uh, and so can those, those hall of fame um, writers that, you know, vote these guys in. So, oh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, moving on. 
from point number two. We're going point number three. This one is a Luka Doncic step back three pointer because both Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic have been talking about the play in game. So if if you don't know how this works right now, uh, the NBA playoffs used to be one through eight and now it is one through 10. And seven through 10 have their own playing system. I'll describe it really quick for you. It is seven versus eight. And then it is eight. Sorry. Then it is nine versus 10. (laughs) It's a little confusing. So seven versus eight play and whoever wins, they're locked in the playoffs, right? And then nine versus 10 plays and whoever wins, they play the loser of seven versus eight and whoever wins that they are the eighth seed. Uh, And so I want to read two quotes from you. One from Luka Doncic, one from Mark Cuban. So, uh, Luka Doncic said, I don't understand the idea of a play-in. You play 72 games to get into the playoffs. Then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out of the playoffs. So I don't see the point of that. And then Mark Cuban said, in a regular season of 82 where we aren't playing 30-plus games in six weeks, then it might be okay. But the compression of so many games into so few days makes this an enormous mistake. So basically, Cuban is saying in another season, it'd be a good idea, but this season is kind of dangerous. And Luca is saying, I hate it, period, full stop. So I want to know, Denny, what do you think? I got to go full on Luca on this one. Like, I don't get the, the concept of just confusing people. <laughs> and, yeah. And throwing these extra little steps in, it's like, this is unnecessary. Um, I, for example, baseball expanded last year for their playoffs. And I really enjoyed that. It was almost like a one game shootout. And then you, and then you head into the playoffs. Um, this is, it's almost like, Hey, congrats. You made it to the playoffs, but just for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I don't know, just, and, and we're going to just like tangle everything up and make it really confusing. And then we present to you your eight seed. I, I, it's just it's a lot of moving pieces. I think it can be simplified. And uh, I, in a year of so much instability, I think you need to stabilize a few things. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting because I think it's, it, is, it is good. And I think the reason they did this was because of tanking. And the reason they did this was because so many teams like, you know, you're halfway through the season and just say you're the 11th seed. You know, and you're like, look, there's no way we're making the freaking playoffs. We're going to trade everyone. We're going to tank. We're going to get future picks. Mm-hmm. And now if you're that 11th seed, you're like, hey, we can actually get in the playoffs if we play our butt offs for two games. We can be in the playoffs. Um, and so I, I do like that idea. Of, I do like that idea of the, the added competition. Um, and, and, you know, like all the owners thought this was a good idea because they all voted on it just last year. Um, but I think Cuban has a point that it's a little dangerous and like, they should have looked at this season as an outlier season, you know, cause of COVID like this yes. is a once in a generation type of thing we're going through. Uh, yeah. And I think he's right. Cause you know, we just talked about Jamal Murray getting injured, uh, because of the shortened season guys like Kevin Durant injured all the time, James Harden injured, all these big names are getting hurt because of this, uh, compression of games. So, yeah, I, I agree with Cuban. I will say I disagree with Luca, though, because I think during a regular season, I, w- I love it. I kind of like it. And, like, yeah, Luca has a point. He's like, if I lose two games in a row, then we're out of the playoffs. And I'm like, yeah, okay, don't lose those games. Like, win, <laughs> you know? That, that part, yes. No, I, I'm with you on that one. I mean, that, that's, like, kind of crying if you get, you know, in a best of five or, or best of three series where it's like, well, wait a second. We played so yeah. well for so long, and then we didn't play well. It's like, well, yeah, that's what happens. Honest. Yeah, that's that's the way sports works, my man. But, but the 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 
overcomplicated and and the timing of it all uh-huh. i don't know i i just don't think it's the best time to be rolling something out like this and even when it does i need to kind of see how it plays out because right now i don't know who i i give the person who came up with this a lot of credit because it's like you have to pitch this idea and it's already like confusing so it's like you know hear me out but also give me like a, about 30 minutes to an hour to co- explain the entire pitch yeah <laughs> Well, you know, they, they did it last year in the bubble, but the difference was there were so many teams that weren't playoff eligible, like at all that they yeah. only had like one play in game, I think, um, which, which was kind of fun, but yeah, it, it wasn't fully formed at that point. And so, yeah, I, I it's, yeah, it's interesting stuff. Basketball. Gotta love it. Well, swish, swish. That was Swish, swish. That was my three pointers, baby. Three points in the buckets. Nice. Well, you know what that means, Mitchell Mack. Oh, it's time for me to turn down my mic because it's time for second that emotion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, super pumped up for this one. Um, of course, uh, like we talked about after yours, we'll be. Uh, We'll be touching them all, as they say in baseball, and we'll be we'll be taking care of uh, the baseball's portion of second that emotion as well. Yeah. But but first, we got to hear your starting lineup. That's right. We're gonna be touching them all, like they say in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty weird saying. Better watch out. So, uh, point guard coming out. We got De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Last five games, he's been killing it. Twenty-seven points. Thirty-one points. Twenty-three. Thirty. 43 points, this guy. He's the leader of the Sacramento Kings. And like I always say with fantasy, winning does not matter. The Kings may not win, but De'Aaron Fox will get you points. They're coming up against the Wizards, the Suns, and the Mavericks. All teams that, other than the Suns, aren't super known for their defense. I think he will play incredibly well. And at least two of those three games, you can book it. De'Aaron Fox for your point guard at shooting guard. We got Jalen Brown of the Boston Celtics. Last five games. Okay. 17, 32, 26, 20, and 24. And he is option number two to Jason Tatum right now. But I'll tell you, that's a pretty good option. And those Boston Celtics need him a lot. Big time. Oh, big time. They're coming up against the Lakers, Warriors, and Bulls. The Lakers are an amazing defensive team, but the Warriors and Bulls, not so much. They will need him all three of those games. You better pick him up for your shooting guard at small forward. Coming in hot. Coming in hot. Norman Powell of the Portland Trailblazers. They got him recently from the Toronto Raptors, and it has been a great move for them. Last five games, I'll go over 32 points. 13, 9, 17, 20. Coming up against the Spurs, Hornets, and Clippers. Hornets, not good on defense at all. Spurs, pretty good. Clippers, should be better on defense for some reason they're not. So you want to take Norman Powell at small forward. Plus the trailblazers love offense. They love scoring. So he's going to get some buckets at power forward. This guy's been killing it. If you take anyone else, you're a fool right now. His name Zion Williamson. That's he's playing right. Out of his mind. He's out, these last five games. Let me read this for you. 34 points, 16 points, 37, 38 30 the dude is Shaquille O'Neal and and then I don't know who else in between but if Shaquille O'Neal had a little more mobility and like five inches of less height the dude is killing it he's coming up against the Knicks the Wizards and the Knicks oh my goodness 
This guy might drop 50 points in one of those games. Mark my words, 50 points for Zion Williamson coming up soon. And at center position, I got Jonas Valachunas of the Grizzlies. Grizzlies coming in hot. They're the eighth seed right now. I believe they're killing it. His last five games, absolutely incredible. All these I'm reading are the points and the rebounds, respectively. He got 2010, 19-11, 2014, 34-22. Dang. A 2020 game, that's right. And 26-14, coming up against the Mavs, the Bulls, and the Bucks. This guy's going to be bringing in those points, bringing in those rebounds. He's going to be killing it. And we got my pickup of the week. Ooh. My pickup of the week. Coming from the Atlanta Hawks, Bogdan Bogdanovich, who should have gone to the Bucks, but didn't. And the Hawks right now are playing amazingly. At the start of the season, they were not good. Right now, they're the fourth seed, and a lot of it is because of this guy right here. He can shoot lights out. Last five games, got 21, 24, 10, 32, 23. And he's he can rack against- them up. He can rack them up playing against the Bucks, Pacers, and Magic. You want Bogdan Bogdanovich on your team. Pick him up. He's playing basketball. Uh, he loves that basketball. Ball. We're white. All right. <laughs> well, that was phenomenal. Oh, that's, thank you. That's a great lineup, if I've ever seen one. The best around. Till next week, at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then I'll have a way better lineup next week. Just you wait. Oh, man. Well, super um, excited to uh, head over to the baseball's portion of Second That Emotion. But of course. Um, our lineup this week in, in uh, Second That Emotion, you don't hear it coming, but I'm going with Yadier Molina at catcher. The St. Louis Cardinals right now are just, they're, they're striking lightning in a bottle offensively, and uh, I really think that he's going to have a big week for you. Um, coming in at first base, we have Max Muncy. Second base is uh, Witt Merrifield. He continues to tear it up. Third base, Justin Turner. Shortstop, Corey Seager. Uh, let's see. Outfield, we have Ronald Acuna, uh, Mike Trout, and I have Brian Buxton rounding out the outfield. Um, in regards to pitchers, we have Jake McGee as your closer. Mm. I think he has like five saves right now. Ooh. Baseball just started. He's closing out everybody right now. Um, and then in regards to our pitchers, I got to go Shane Bieber of the Cleveland Indians. That guy, 11 strikeouts, 11 strikeouts, and or no, 12 strikeouts, 12 strikeouts, and 11 strikeouts. Pretty phenomenal. Even if the first was right and I was not wrong, still that impressive. would still be incredible. Um, and then we have uh, Corbin Burns and Lance Lynn rounding out my rotation. And uh, I have a little pickup of the week as well. Oh, do tell. Oh, yeah. Pickup of the week is third baseman from the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, Philip Evans. Already has three home runs and batting a 382 batting average. You know what? If you haven't heard of him, that's probably a good thing because maybe your other <laughs> your other uh, league members, randoms on uh, FanDuel, DraftKings, they may not have heard of him either, but now's the time to hear about him. Head over and pick up Philip Evans. You heard it here first. And, of course, my my very special pickup um, as well, Yadier Molina. I just have some some very good feelings um, on this guy uh, this upcoming week. How could you not? That was a lot of fun, Mitchell Mack, covering, of course, all things fantasy-related. And uh, just about wraps up Second Daddy Motion. 
Oh, thank you, my man. And real quick, before we go, I just want to talk uh, the other night, the NBA postponed the Nets Timberwolves game because of the shooting of Dante Wright. Uh, police officer said they, well, she said she thought it was her taser, pulled out her gun and murdered someone. Uh, you know, it's, it's really sad hearing about these stories and, and the worst thing is how frequently they happen and how numb I feel like people are becoming to them. Uh, so, you know, obviously thoughts and prayers to his family, um, And yeah, you know, just like hope one of these days we, we live in a time where we will see actual change and actual police reform, uh, of some sort on a grand scale. I can't agree anymore with you. The, 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 we're past the words We're everybody is past the words. Um, we need to actually see change and it needs to happen right now. Yeah. During the trial of George Floyd, where a man was unjustly murdered. In the same city, another man is unjustly murdered. It is, yeah, pretty atrocious. Yeah. I'm a pr- pray for change, and I would definitely love to see, uh, you know, action in in the the not here and now. Not so much, you know, you know, where you know maybe the next generation can, you know, start to see it. We need we need change now. Yeah, you're right, Danny. But thank you for having me on. It's always fun being here. I always have a blast. Thanks, Denford. Anytime, Mitchell Mack. We look forward to having you back. Until next week. But <laughs> All righty, guys. That was a lot of fun with Mitchell Mack. We always love when he is back. We covered so many good things in regards to setting up your fantasy lineup and really interesting takes on you know what the NBA is doing with the playoffs moving forward. But uh, anyway, we're heading right on over to Last Straw. And you know, whoa, oh my gosh, you won't believe it, guys. Welcome to the studio, Nicholas Cage. Danny, thank you for having me on your show. It means a lot to be here. Wow, you are really intense. Yeah, that's the only way I go, Danny. Once the ghost rider, always the ghost rider. Well, I believe you. I uh, hey, we're talking, uh, you know, NBA right now. We're talking NFL drafts coming up. What's your take? Oh yeah, I love all teams: Washington and Philadelphia. The cities are filled with so much history and so many declarations, perhaps of independence. Oh yeah, national treasure indeed. Well. Uh, you know, you seem really uh, out of breath, too. Um, you're just sitting in the studio right now. Yes, Denny. Well, as a man of mystery in my mind, she's always running, always on the run, trying to find the truth. The truth being that Bradley Bale of the Washington Wizards is secretly the great-granddaughter of Sir Isaac Newton. Okay, well, you know what? That seems like a fun little rabbit hole to go down, but maybe fun, not. This maybe fun for you, Denny, but for me, it's life or death. Okay. Death. Well, you know what? We're going to keep this show alive and we're going to keep rolling, but thank you so much, Nicholas Kids, for coming on by. We are very appreciative and we hope to see you around again sometime, but Remember, maybe next time. 
the Statue of Liberty. She speaks. She yeah. plays to me in my sleep. She says, Nick, I need your help. Light the flame. Fight the fire with fire. Okay. Maybe next time we take a chill pill. All right, everybody. Maybe. Maybe. That was Nicolas Cage. Oh, my goodness. Coming in hot and even, even hotter. <laughs> Oh my goodness, guys. That was a lot. Nicholas Cage, thank you for stopping by our show. Wow, I feel out of breath. And I literally have been sitting the entire interview. So wow, that was that was a lot to take in. Um, we're heading on over to last straw, guys. You know what that means. At the very end of the show, we got last straw this week. I'm I'm tackling the age-old question in basketball. MJ or LeBron? LeBron or MJ? You know what? I'm from Northeast Ohio. I lived in Chicago. You don't really know what's about to come out of my mouth unless you know me real well. Do you know what Denny thinks he knows? <laughs> well, you're about to find out. Either way... I'm taking MJ. Michael Jordan, the GOAT, over LeBron, period, guys. That's it. There is no more debate. That is a wrap, okay? Michael Jordan over LeBron. And I'm just going to give a few little details, a few little stats, okay? I'm starting with titles. Six titles versus four titles. MJ had 15 seasons. LeBron's had 17 seasons. So right there, like, we'll circle back to it. MJ, 1,072 points. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. LeBron, 1,306 points. And we know that's kind of on a pause right now. Well, hey, let me tell you something. As much as the points are great, you throw in all those extra little stats you want to, I don't mind. Let me tell you, Michael Jordan took four seasons off, everybody. Four seasons off. And one of them which was when he was just getting going with the Bulls, okay? 93, he takes a season off. He plays with those Chicago White Sox. He hits 202. That's not amazing, but as a basketball player switching over to baseball out of the blue to hit 202, there's a lot of baseball players that can't do that. I mean, I was just talking about some of my Cleveland Indians with one hit combined throughout the whole season, okay? They're not hitting 202. And albeit it was in the minor leagues, okay? If anyone was, hey, wait a second, you know, that was minor league baseball. So it's minor league baseball. He hit 202. He had 30 stolen bases, guys. Five home, 51 RBIs, 51 RBIs, and three home runs in 127 games. Pretty, pretty good, I'd say. I mean, those are some solid numbers, especially the 30 stolen bases. Terry Francona of the Cleveland Indians, manager of the Cleveland Indians, he even came out and said that he really thinks if MJ was to really change his career and dedicate being a baseball player, he would have turned himself into 
one of the league's better hitters in the in in Major League Baseball. So, did LeBron ever do that? We love speculating that you know oh, he would have been a great tight end in in football. Oh, he he probably could have held his own, you know, in baseball. Did he? Nope, nope. So MJ took seasons off. He had a 15-year career, six titles, guys. LeBron just passed him up in, in points and still has two more to go in titles just to tie him. I mean, it's not a debate, guys. I I, I understand, you know, the, the generation now as opposed to maybe the generation growing up watching Michael Jordan, you know, they kind of feel like, you know, well, because I see him doing this stuff, that's better than what that guy was doing that I see on YouTube. Let's just end it. Like LeBron doesn't even have a, a space jams out yet. <laughs> MJ has his space jams out, man. He has a steakhouse. He has a legendary shoe. Okay. Like it's over. There is, there's no debate. MJ is the goat and I'm selling it right now. Denny thinks he knows. Denny knows. Okay. Michael Jordan, the goat LeBron. He's right there, man. He's right there at the, close to the tippy top, but he's not at the tippy top. Let me say it one more time. That's for Michael Jordan, the greatest of all time. Goat. There's a mic and it's dropped. And I'm also talking into a mic. So there you go. Guys, that is my show. I hope you enjoyed. Wow, that was a lot to take in today. We covered a lot of ground. Um, and we thank you all for listening. We thank you for watching. If it's via Spotify, Apple Podcasts, if it's via YouTube or anywhere you're hearing us, thank you. Um, I don't have any questions um, in the mailbag. So if you want, a, you have a question and you want it answered, you know how to find me, but I'll tell you anyways, glassordenny at gmail.com. Any social media outlets will do just fine. And until next time, guys, I hope you have a great week and we'll see you then. Uh, bye-bye.